It's been called everything from downright disgusting to an acquired taste, but there is no denying the cultural impact this elixir has had on the state of Maine. But how did this soft drink from Lowell, Massachusetts become the official state soft drink of Maine? Did you know one of the more popular sandwiches was made in Portland? Also, what on earth is a whoopie pie? Stay tuned because all of this and more will be covered on the Jumping Frenchman podcast, episode 5, Food. Hello everybody, my name is Joe Oled, and this is the Jumping Frenchman podcast. Quick peek behind the curtain, of course. I am the writer, host, producer, and editor of this podcast, and I don't know if you have noticed, dear listener, but the last couple episodes or so have been really heavy, so I decided to take a step back and talk about food, because who can be sad when talking about food? We're going to start things off with a very divisive topic, however. Main state soft drink, Moxie. Moxie was invented in Lowell, Massachusetts by Union, Maine native Dr. Augustine Thompson in 1884, which makes it the oldest continuously produced soft drink in the United States of America. The first bottle was sold in March 1885 and was patented in July of that year as Moxie Nerve Food. You see, Moxie was originally billed as a medicine and was said to cure things like softening of the brain and loss of manhood along with many other ailments. It also gave the drinker spunk, and as I am writing this, I'm not quite sure what this means or if my head is somewhere it it shouldn't be. My dad worded it as it will put hair on your chest, and let's just hope that's what they meant by giving the drinker spunk and curing their loss of manhood. Our story then takes us to 74 Heath Street of Boston neighborhood known as Jamaican Plain, a building called Moxieland where Moxie was bottled from 1928 to 1953. For a while, Moxie outsold Coca-Cola and was the personal favorite drink of Calvin Coolidge. It was also endorsed by my favorite baseball player of all time, Ted Williams. E.B. White said, Moxie contains gentian root, which is the path to a good life. Regardless, Moxie fell out of popularity soon after everywhere but New England, and that brings us to the town of Lisbon, Maine, where a man named Frank... J. Anasetti Jr., otherwise known as Mr. Moxie, held a book signing for Frank Potter's book, Moxie Mystique. Mainer fans of the drink arrived in droves, as they do every year, to the Moxie Festival and have since 1982. The Moxie Festival is a huge bash, a three-day party that celebrates all things Moxie and takes place every year in the town of Lisbon. Unfortunately, The festival could not be held the past two years, and the organizers could not be reached at this time. Next year, however, I hope to go. Events include the Moxie Recipe Contest, a car show, a whoopie pie eating contest, and of course, a Moxie Chugging Contest, which honestly sounds both fun and horrible at the same time. So, funny story. I made a fake commercial for Moxie as part of a project in college, and in the process, drank a bunch of the stuff and uh, did not feel good after. The object is simple. Each contestant is given a 12-pack of Moxie and two minutes to chug as many cans as possible. Of course, if you can't hold the lug you chug, you are disqualified. It really speaks to me that Moxie is the uh, the main icon that it has become. It has been mentioned by Stephen King in his book 112263. To quote the book, an elderly, sweet-natured man named Frank Anasetti had once told me that the world's population divided naturally and probably by genetic inheritance. 
into two groups, the tiny but blessed elect who prized Moxie above all other potables and everybody else. Frank Anacetti uh, being, of course, Mr. Moxie himself. Local rap artist Spose also mentions the drink in his song, Drawing Board, stating, quote, I think it tastes gross, but you know me, all Moxie. I, for one, disagree. I, I love the taste. It's a little bitter, and even though I notoriously have a sweet tooth, when I want something that's not so sweet, I reach for the bottle with the orange label. It reminds me of times I spent fishing with my dad, and we, we b would both get a small bottle of Moxie. He'd tell me stories about his life growing up. Many manners have similar stories to mine, and it's really no surprise that in 2005, Frank led the charge to make Moxie the official soft drink of Maine, and it passed. Moxie's tagline is distinctively different, and it can honestly also describe the state that it represents. When I started researching for this episode, I didn't think I would get much out of the Moxie topic, so I went searching for other episodes. Of course, I got like a page and a half out of Moxie, which is honestly really good. But as I was searching for other topics, I found out that the Italian sub was invented in Portland. So here's the story. Uh, in the year of 1899, Giovanni Amato invented the Italian sub in Portland, Maine. He would also start a restaurant called Amato's. The sandwich was made as a portable lunch for road construction workers. You start with a sub roll and you put a layer of cheese on it and some cured meat, typically ham, but any meat will do, followed by diced onions, sour pickles, tomatoes, green onions, and black olives, salt and pepper, and oil to taste. I have never actually had one, sad to say. I never liked olives or pickles or tomatoes for that matter, although my tastes have changed recently, so I might just pick one up later. And next we have dessert, and what better dessert than Maine's own whoopie pie, the official state treat. However, it's not the official state dessert, that's blueberry pie, don't get it twisted. The premise is simple really, take two chocolate cakes, smear a bunch of frosting between them, and there you have a tasty treat. History differs on when it was founded, some say it dates back to the Amish in Pennsylvania, others say it comes from Maine. Massachusetts, Virginia, and New Hampshire have also staked claim in the origins. Truth be told, I think it did start with the Pennsylvania Amish population and spread from there. Labatty's Bakery in Lewiston was the first to market the simple yet delicious confectionery in 1925. The biggest distributor of whoopie pies currently is Wicked Whoopie in Gardner, Maine. Quick shout out to Gardner, Maine, my mother's hometown and where my grandmother grew up. Maine also declared the third Saturday in June to be Whoopie Pie Day. And the Maine Whoopie Pie Festival is held in Dover Foxcross every year. This year, it will return to an in-person event on October 10th, 2021. I love Whoopie Pies. I've always have and always will. The aforementioned Wicked Whoopie is the best of the best. La creme de la creme. I don't necessarily know what they do differently, but whatever it is, it works, and it works so well. Another sweet treat that can claim Maine as its place of origin is the donut hole. It started in Clam Cove, Maine when Greg Crockett punched a hole in his mom's donut with a fork because she couldn't get the middle to cook all the way through. Crockett later became the youngest sea captain at the age of 19. Crockett also offers another origin, that he used the cover of the ship's pepper box to cut a hole in what is called what he called greasy sinkers. Historian claims that these theories are false 
and the true origin is from the Pennsylvania Dutch. Pennsylvania really can't let us have anything, can they? And that will do it for this episode. I hope you liked it. And if there's any uh, Pennsylvania podcast like this, call me. <laughs> for the comments section, uh, tell me what your favorite main treat is. Also, what do you think of Moxie? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Either way, don't forget to, to like, share, and subscribe. As always, I am Joe Olette. This is the Jumping Frenchman Podcast. And I hope you have a wicked, friggin' awesome day, bub.